Welcome to Please Expand Podcast, where we expand on topics pertaining to mental health, lifestyle, and friendships. I'm your host, Genesis, and there's nothing I love more than gathering around and having healing conversations that come from the soul. Hi friends, welcome to this episode of Please Expand, where we will be talking about setting boundaries with yourself. Now, This episode might be a lot to chew on, so please take it at your own time. If you need to pause in between and do some self-reflection, I highly encourage you to because setting boundaries and talking about boundaries is always a sensitive subject. At one point in our lives, we have been awful at setting boundaries. So in today's episode, I'll go over what unhealthy boundaries look like, the different types of boundaries that you can have, how to set these boundaries with yourself and start setting them with other people, and what might come after that. Like, what is the aftermath of setting boundaries? So please stay tuned. Again, take this at your own pace. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a lot for us to chew on, but here we are. So one thing with setting boundaries is I always envision a boundary to be like a fence or like a gate. Fences usually are meant to keep burglars out, thieves out, like restricted access and all of that good stuff. So yes, the one of the purposes of a, of a fence or a gate is to keep things out. But another purpose is to let things in to let certain people in like classified when you look at you know when you're watching those movies and they're trying to sneak into a building and you know they have gatekeepers at the gate not letting everyone in so boundaries are similar to that they're much like fences and gates they're meant to block negative people out keep negative things out keep uh toxic tendencies out but they're also intended to let positive people in to let good energy in to let others um to open yourself up to other emotions and letting people take care of you pretty much things that can be good for you so boundaries are just ways that we we set up what we're going to allow into our lives, and what we're going to keep out. The important part of this is that we have control over this, and we always have had control. Now, there is that aspect of trauma involved when you have experienced trauma in your life, and most of the time it's as a child, but sometimes it could be as an adult, such as the pandemic. The pandemic is a huge traumatic event and it happened on a mass scale because everyone was experiencing it at the same time. So when when big events like this happen and they shake up our world, 
what it starts telling us, it starts creating stories that we're not in control of our lives and that the world around us isn't reasonably safe. So as you move forward with setting boundaries, it's important to take into account that if you've experienced trauma and there's something in your life that has caused you to question how you trust the world and whether you feel like you are in control of aspects of your life, it's good to proceed with caution, to proceed with compassion and understand that maybe setting this boundary won't be as easy for you. And that's okay. We, we take it step by step. A lot of the times, the reason we find it hard to have boundaries with people is because we don't want to be without love. Especially when setting boundaries with our friends, those can be the hardest boundaries for us personally to set because unlike an intimate relationship with a partner or a relationship with a family member, there's other things that are tying you to those other people like, I don't know, a wedding ring or that title of commitment or the fact that you share blood and that's your mom or that's your sister. The thing with setting boundaries with friends is that we can be afraid to lose that friendship because nothing else ties us to that person except for the attachment, the constantly like we're choosing each other to be friends. And that goes for a lot of other relationships. We don't want to be without love. And that's important to recognize in order to move forward. If you don't understand the reason that you're doing things, it's going to be harder to fix relationships that might be broken or um, set boundaries with other people because you're starting to become resentful of their actions, but you haven't yet spoken on what's bothering you. So setting boundaries with yourself is also an opportunity to speak your truth to the people you care about. In the long run, when you do so, you're not just taking care of yourself and pushing yourself to make healthier choices for you, but you're also keeping that other person accountable. You're loving them enough to be honest with them. There are two different types of boundaries that you can have. One of these, so some examples of unhealthy boundaries are either having rigid boundaries or having open boundaries. Let's talk about the first one. When you have more rigid boundaries, you tend to keep others at a distance. You may seem detached or you may have few close relationships or avoid close relationships. I personally have always had rigid boundaries, especially with my family. I've always been the one who is on top of everything, the one who or felt like I had to be the one who didn't need to be worried about. And so kept family members at a distance. And it's it makes sense because our family members, that's where a lot of our hurt comes from or past pain or 
a lot of our trauma when you're younger and you're experiencing that pain from those family members, you learn to safeguard yourself by maybe having those rigid boundaries, not letting so many people in. The way that my rigid boundaries came out in the past was I used I was very prideful when it came to asking people close to me for help. I loved being there for everyone else, but when it came to someone seeing me as a flawed person, that was hard for me. And so I used to be very prideful and there were moments where I needed my family and I knew, I knew that they were going to be there for me, but I didn't ask them for help until life forced me (laughs) to trust others, to trust others to take care of me when I had to get my back surgery. So back in July, I had to get emergency spine decompression surgery. And I was physically stuck because the surgery required me to be on bed rest. So for a month, I had to depend on someone else to bathe me, put clothes, like dress me, uh, grab something that had just fallen like from the floor, like right in front of me. That's hard when you don't have control over your life. And so it's healthy to allow in those moments, I had to trust someone else and trust the fact that I knew that they had their best interest, that they had my best interest, and allow that person to take care of me. But life forced me to depend on someone else and to be taken care of, and I had to allow my family in to take care of me, which was very different for me. But I realized that, oh, it's okay to to open those gates up to positivity, to people who want to be there to support me. So rigid boundaries can, can look like that. Maybe not allowing other people to help us or to know more about us or to like not allowing other people to get to know us. When you have loose or open boundaries, meaning you let too much in or too much out, you might get too involved with other people's problems or find it difficult to say no to others. Uh, Those people-pleasing tendencies, those like, if I say no, um, I won't be accepted or maybe they won't invite me next time. Or you also might seek to please others because of the fear of rejection. Having looser open boundaries might look like eating too much or eating really unhealthy, like allowing too much junk food maybe into your into your home. It also looks like consuming too much social media Loose or open boundaries are usually a sign that you don't know where you end and another person begins. So a lot of the times people have loose boundaries with family members. 
because you grow up with these family members and maybe there's an expectation that they have of you. And oftentimes, people who have looser open boundaries might feel guilted into doing things or might feel guilted into not giving enough, like, oh, you're not doing enough. Um, And so being able to say no to people is a way to close those boundaries up a, a little bit and put a little bit of a barrier up because it needs to be there. Sometimes when we let too much in, we allow ourselves to be affected by the energy of others. And we have to be able to like know, okay, this person, I know that their energy always affects me negatively. I always feel drained after. So you might start establishing those boundaries by maybe talking to them less or uh, creating some distance. So those are the two different types of boundaries that you can have. And they're very, it doesn't mean that you you just have rigid boundaries or loose boundaries. A lot of the time we have a mix of these. I mentioned earlier that I have rigid boundaries and I, I keep walls up when it comes to my family. And that's something that I'm still working to, to get better at, to let more people in, to let myself being taken care of, or if someone offers to help me to take that help. But I'm also working on loose boundaries with my people-pleasing tendencies, with the tendency that I have that maybe if I don't say, if I don't say yes, they aren't going to want me around as much or appreciate me or love me the same way that fear of rejection, of not wanting to be turned away. So we say, yes, yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll help you in any way that I can. And it's okay to be helpful. Obviously, like we think like, oh, we're not helping, then then we're not doing enough. And that, again, is guilt talking. And love does not equal guilt. Then you're doing it out of an obligation. And that is how resentment builds up. That is how anger builds up because we're doing things that in the first place we didn't want to do and we're saying yes when we didn't want to say yes. And in reality, we're like, we're getting angry. We're getting angry like, oh, like I have to do another thing and another thing. So when we establish those boundaries, you're allowing that person to know this, this is what you can expect from me. When I don't really want to go somewhere, I'm going to say no. I don't know if any of you have ever said yes to going somewhere, even though you didn't really want to go, but you felt this obligation to go. And then you're you're there. And sometimes it could be a really lousy experience because you didn't want to be there in the first place. And that can happen a lot with having looser open boundaries. We do things out of guilt out of feeling like there's this obligation that we have to the other person. People need to know what it is that we need from them in that relationship. So if you have healthy boundaries, then it'll look like like you share personal information, but it's appropriate. It's not too much or not too little, or you're understanding your personal needs and your wants and you're learning how to communicate them to other people. 
Having a healthy boundary also shows that you value your own opinions and you can accept when others tell you no. That's an important thing. It's not just us saying no, but it's also us accepting when other people say no to us. Healthy boundaries with yourself can look like maybe eating in instead of eating out or stopping yourself from finishing that whole um, tub of ice cream or that whole um, (laughs) packet of Oreos. It can also look like avoiding people who are hurtful or avoiding people that stress you out. Going back to that piece of maybe feeling guilty, especially if it's family members. Sometimes you need to, you need to, to create a little bit of distance so that because if these people are affecting you and they're stressing you out or they're being hurtful, you it's okay to take care of our hearts, even if they're family, because then we can't be the our best selves for them if we're building up this resentment that they don't you know, that they don't know about. And when we take, when we take that time and avoid certain people that are not good for us, then we can come back and approach them in a healthier way. Remember that setting boundaries with yourself and setting boundaries with others not only helps you out, but it also helps the other person out. So let's talk about some ways to set better and healthier boundaries. First, you have to write out or reflect and get clear on what your priorities are. Once you figure out your priorities, let's say your priority is family over maybe um, spending time with friends or your priority is getting over maybe this busy season of work versus spending time, like getting clear on your priorities and also what makes you happy? What helps you feel good? If being with your family or staying in rather than going out because you're nervous, you're nervous because COVID is going around, you don't necessarily want to go out and be out and then get clear on that priority. My priority is maybe to take care of myself and my anxiety and staying in might be better for me versus going out to stand, to understand or set those clear priorities. Then you'll start to figure out what's what you're actually willing to spend your time and energy on. Another way is to start communicating what you will and will not tolerate. Communication itself is very hard because it can be difficult to get our message across without maybe letting emotions get in the way. So a good rule of thumb is to assume the best of people. Assume that 
maybe their intentions aren't coming from a place of wanting to upset you, but rather being misguided in their ways. If we assume that people also need a little bit of help understanding us, then it'll be easier to manage those emotions, to manage maybe anger or resentment that we have building up. So if there's someone who keeps commenting about your weight, we like to think that if this person is causing us to feel belittled and smaller, it's easy to think that that's on purpose. But maybe they're thinking it's their way of trying to, like let's say I know in Hispanic families, well, when I was growing up, it was very common to make comments about weight. That can really have some effects. And I felt like, why are these random family members commenting on my body? So if I make a generous assumption about their intentions and I could think like maybe they're commenting about my weight because they want to prevent me from getting diabetes and it's their way of telling me to watch what I'm eating. So assuming that they're not coming from a bad place and remembering that your feelings are still very valid. So yes, that person was maybe not intending to sound rude or cause me to feel a certain way, but I was still feeling embarrassed. I was still feeling awkward that they were that they were doing that. Those were still my feelings and own those feelings. So when you communicate what you will and will not tolerate, it's important for other people to know how that is causing you to feel and how you feel in those moments and lead with that, with I feel embarrassed when you comment about my body because it's already something I'm insecure about. In the future, I would like you to not comment or make comments about my weight or else I'm going to walk away. That is an example of how you can communicate with feelings while also being assertive and setting that boundary. Another way to set better boundaries is Let's say it's in the case of not being able to say no to people and maybe overfilling your plate. Listen to your gut because your gut will always tell you whether this is a good project for you or not. You will get those positive feelings or those negative feelings. And if you feel excitement, then you know that that's something that you're a little bit more willing to do and maybe you just need a little push in the right direction. But if you're feeling dread about something and you're just not at all there, then be honest with yourself. Create that space and listen to that gut instinct.
Another thing to think about is thinking about that impact of your actions. So something that is helpful in making that decision to say no is thinking about what type of impact will this have on me and others? So if it's somewhere that I don't really want to go and I know I'm already going to be in a bad mood, then I know that the, that impact is going to affect people negatively. Will it will say no improve your lives or is it something that will hinder you or not maybe not fuel you or give you the energy that you would want? With taking this into consideration, own your feelings and assert your need while maintaining compassion. This is hard to do, but it's going to take practice. Number two, when you set a boundary, you have to expect some pushback. And maybe some anger from the other person. Imagine it like you go to that same coffee shop every Thursday. And you order that same cup of coffee. And you go to, maybe you go to the specific coffee shop for that same. Like think about when you go to Starbucks. And you're ordering that same coffee. And maybe one day they are out of I don't know, sweet cream. How would you feel if you just showed up and when at that moment that you showed up and they were out of sweet cream and you're so used to getting your order this way, a part of you feels upset because you're like, dude, I've been getting the same order. What? How is it that they no longer have sweet cream? We can't help but feel angry because something is being changed in our routine. So we have to expect that when we're changing up a behavioral pattern that we're used to doing this dancing that like a little dance that you do with someone where you're both so used to a certain way of doing. So when you change that up, there's going to be some anger. There's going to be some discomfort. There's going to be there's going to be a change in the dynamic. And so it's good to be prepared for that. A person is less likely to react to setting a boundary with anger when you do approach them assertively and compassionately, but it doesn't always guarantee that. It's a normal part of the boundary setting process, and it's just something that's good to be prepared for. There is so much to be said about setting boundaries. It really is a topic that is multi-layered and has a lot of dimensions to it. Not only are we setting boundaries with ourselves, but we're setting these boundaries with others. That concludes this episode of Please Expand. On the next episode, we will be diving into how to step into our personal power and advocate for ourselves. But for now, thank you for listening in and joining me on the healing journey. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday. Bye, friends.